He said, I am a professional handicapper from Toronto. Well, good for you. I go to YouTube from time to time to watch your show and others. I must say, I'm embarrassed for you guys. To go on and promote yourself as handicappers, period. To do a show wasted does not give me any confidence in your picks. Anyway, have fun at the Breeders' Cup. Maybe we will run into each other. Hope not. I blame myself for tuning into your party this evening and will never make this mistake again. Regards, Jimmy V. Well, don't fucking come see us tomorrow. It ain't gonna get any better. <laughs> <laughs> These two racing dudes named Aaron and Jerry. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Classic. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Off in the Long Scene Breeders' Cup Curve. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. They're off in the Long Scene Breeders' Cup Distaff. Everett's the bar. Will they charge a final man? Mojo Benjamin! This is unbelievable! Zenyatta! What a performance! One will never forget! Looked impossible! It is Blinkers Off, and we are here live from Lexington, Kentucky, with the 2022 Breeders' Cup. What is up, my boys? Wow. (laughs) Wow, you guys are super pumped. You're loud. I know. Oh, I'm loud. (laughs) What? Hey, what's up? It's bad when I'm the one that has to take care of everybody. Minus Jared. These two, Samich and and Magic are on one. Sounds like they have a good time. I'm still laughing at his impersonations of the. Uh, Woodmore! <laughs> the old man's gonna do it! <laughs> you need to rein this in quick! So, uh, <laughs> is, <laughs> I, it's Blinkers off. Uh, we're here from uh, Lexington, Kentucky at the Breeders' Cup. We've got Magic, who just flew in just hours ago here, and uh, we're, we're in our, our very, very updated and very uh, pristine Airbnb. But we're here. We have internet and we have lights. Well, some of them, right? How much? Yeah, you know, 50-50. <laughs> it's a crapshoot whether or not it's going to turn on. Hey, Vicky, there you go. So, hey, Vicky. There, Vicky's here. Vicky will buy all the drinks you want. Yeah, so we can actually prove we're in the same place. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Where are your hands at? I was purposely trying to dodge it. Wow. Okay. Well, this has gone. This has gone really well so far. So, if you are a, how am I? I don't know how I'm supposed to do a show. 
Let's but, talk about some Breeders' Cup races. There we go. Hey. If you if you if you're familiar with how we do this, we we do Friday uh, in one pod, and then we'll tomorrow we'll be back after the after the races and see how we're, we've done. Uh, of course, Savage has uh, got two entries in the BCBC tomorrow, so yeah, he's done. Uh, last year we had a shit ton to talk about with the Friday events of Modern Games. Um, then tomorrow we'll be back, of course, talking about Saturday's racing as well. So this is the Breeders' Cup Future Stars. Friday pod and before we get into it before we get into the races like we're here we haven't been together uh since all four of us and it shows <laughs> since last year's Breeders Cup you guys are insane right thoughts now. early thoughts of the like what are you expecting from this year's Breeders Cup guys magic I'll give it to you first uh it's I think it's gonna feel like the hopefully the most normal Breeders Cup yet right like the breeder the the Del Mar one uh, we were finally starting to come back in, you know, two years ago, it was supposed to be at Keeneland, it, you know, the, the crowd was way down because of COVID. So to me, this feels like, you know, the things are back to normal. We're not like, hey, it's the first one since this. It's like, it's just another Breeders' Cup. But it feels like a great one because uh, both days we're going to see some superstars and like some some really elite talent coming over from Europe. It's American racing fans, we don't, you know, even when we follow the sport, we watch replays. We don't see these horses every day. So we're going to see them in person. And that's what I get excited about. I put you at one to ten to actually, or ten to one to actually bring this in. So that was great. <laughs> not one to ten. No, no, definitely not. No, no, no. no. One to, to ten one. to do something else. Ten to one. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah. Um, you didn't ask me to do it next, but I'll do it next to you. I think I, I think this is greatness that we could see at the Spirit Step, right? I mean, I think that's the theme of the whole thing. Uh, whether it be Cave Rock and the chance of him being a great horse and a great three-year-old. Or whether it be, of course, flight line, uh, but also, you know, little stories as well. Can Nest be that great again against older horses? And, and how great is she? Is she win by three or four lengths? Um, you know, Golden Powell trying to win a Breeders' Cup race for the third straight year. Even the smaller races have the storylines. And the ones that don't have the storylines are actually really good betting races. So I, I think it has the potential to be one of the best ones we've ever watched. Um does it, you know, live up to that? Well, we're going to find out in the next couple of days, but it has potential. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's Flightline. Flightline's the, the, the key here. I, I cannot wait to see Flightline run. We have not had a horse like Flightline in the Breeders' Cup since Inyata. That's the last time we had this caliber, this level of a horse running in the Breeders' Cup Classic, trying to set history. We mentioned, I mentioned this, we, we drove an hour and a half each way to pick up Magic Tanks. So we talked a lot in the car. <laughs> We did. One, good bonding. One of the things that we brought up specifically was what that place would feel like if Flightline's up 10 turning for home and the electricity that would roll through that crowd. I would love to be there for that and experience that. So for me, Flightline is really the, the anchor that I'm looking forward to. But it is a phenomenal two days of racing. I also think one of the storylines here is the revenge of the Breeders' Cup mile. Everyone's talking about get rid of the mile. We've got the sprint. We've got the classic. Yeah. It's one of the best betting races in the entire two days. Because I've heard people's opinions all over the place. You're probably going to have a three-to-one favorite in that race. Each Breeders' Cup race, no matter what it is, and he's absolutely right, each Breeders' Cup race is a victim of who's in the race. Last year, Life is Good was in the mile. Why would you want to race against Life is Good going a mile, right? This year, Flightline is in the classic. Well, if you're on the fence, you're going to go to the mile now. And all of a sudden... Jackie's Warriors also in the sprint. So all those horses that were tweeners have gravitated towards the mile. So you're right. Yeah, I mean, it is it is the best betting race. And the, the race where I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen on whole 14, you know, races. Yeah, and, you know, to me, I, I know Farrah was one, obviously a, a huge horse. One of the last, like, 2015 when we were here, um, you know, he, of course, finished off his career. But if the, his situation was like, just – 
as long as he comes and shows up, he's going to dominate this field. And he did. Whereas I agree, it does feel a little bit like Zinata 2008 or whenever that was, 2009, when she won the Breeders' at, at, at Santanita, because it was like, we didn't know what she was or what she could do against the boys. And even Flatline's a little bit like that in this case, where it's like, we think he could be great, but can he repeat that effort in the Pacific Classic? He's still a little bit unknown in regards, as far as comparing him to, say, Pharaoh, although I did see in the comments earlier, and I saw that too. Yeah, Bob, you know, Bob did compare him to fly, or to uh, to Pharaoh at age four, and I think it's a... I'm excited to see him, you know, in the flesh, really. I mean, because I haven't yet, and to be able to see him up close and all the pictures, all the videos I've seen him walking, he just seems like he... he you know, exudes the same kind of level he actually is on the track as well. So, you know, Samich, I did a blinkers off guy that's been like three, four weeks ago. And I said, is this, this the best Breeders' Cup ever? He's like, we won't know until after because what Jared just said, it's a lot of like, what if, what if, what if Flightline does this or this or this, but they're not as, he's established as far as, well, he had a freak performance last time out, but this horse has not ran that much, right? So it's like, yeah, maybe when we sit here on Sunday morning, we're like, wow, that was unbelievable. But there's a lot of proving that needs to be done in this race, or in this Breeders' Cup, and in that race specifically. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge day. Uh, big, big racing all weekend, of course. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Today, we will look at Friday's racing, tomorrow's racing from Keeneland for the 39th Annual Breeders' Cup World Championships, including the $2 million FanDuel Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Let's go! Take this off track for a second. If we had a 40 yard dash race between the four of us, who wins? Me. Aaron. Oh, I think no I win. Ah. There's no way I'm losing that. There's no chance you're winning that. Oh, 40 yard dash. Give me a break. Oh, I, I've quit, man. Oh, I think I I think I imagine you win. They got they, they had they, they had long, his leg. Yeah. Oh, he has a broken leg, okay. but he has really long. But no, Matt or Samich would have the, the edge because he has he's taller. He's where where are we going with this? Well, well, someone asked in the chat who's oh, in the race. We were you. we were uh, tossing football around. Samich is athletic. I mean, he was throwing the oh, football yeah. pretty well. So I don't know. Yeah, I have to see him that pigskin like, Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of. It's the reason one of us brought. Well. Certain, only certain people bring a football on a trip. That's what that's all I'll yeah. say. I'm just saying. And everyone here was excited after about making wow, fun of me for about five pretty... minutes. <laughs> oh, scrappy. I am pretty so, scrappy. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I would say Aaron. I don't know if I could win a race, but I'm scrappy. I could see Jared and I both getting hurt in the first 20 yards and Aaron not getting hurt because he's behind us. And <laughs> he's closing he's the hurt in the first step. five feet. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he well, comes that's along. That's just it. Yeah, I think, I think I'm hot rod Charlie in the sense is I just need some breakdowns and yeah. I was with. I mean, yeah. there's a 50-50 chance I pull a hammy. I'm going to try and run full out. Yeah, I don't think I will get injured. I really don't think I would get injured. I think we need to like get a sponsor and we'll yeah. all we'll, we'll record this and we'll actually have an official race here. Yeah, if enough people it. are interested. I'm not very fast. Fun fact, <laughs> before the racing dudes existed and we just were fans of racing, we used to have a, a Kentucky Derby party every year at my, oh, pa- at my parents' house. Yeah. And we would, you know, like we were legit fans. I mean, we just had, you know, the the pools and we put money in and draw numbers out of a hat. Well, one year, it kind of got out of hand. Well, it, it always got out of hand, but <laughs> towards the end, it got really out of hand. We started having horse races out in the front yard. And by horse, I mean someone rode another person. And you held the other person like this. and back, let's be yeah. clear. And, yeah. and ran down, you know, on your back. Yeah. And until one, I, I think he was on my back, I want to say. And we, or was it the other way around? 
Clayton. He broke down on the track. <laughs> Someone bit a hard and skinned yeah. elbows, and it was a disaster, and we right. never did it again. After we that. did a Magic Mike versus Blinkers off race there. That would be a tough one. Ooh. Who's going to carry who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you have, have to carry him. Yeah, well, that's true. You can't carry him. He's a giant. Well, we're both, we're both giants. Yeah, we're both giants. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Listen, if we played two-on-two basketball, we'd be screwed. We, we would dominate. We have the advantage, though, because we have, we're lighter. Yeah, yeah, except I'm actually good at basketball. Yes, in horse racing <laughs> terms of like, no, we're not about the race. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, you definitely did take that off track. Someone so. asked. I th- actually, I think it'd yeah. be fun to do a forty-yard dash at some point with all of us. When we, we'll talk when we talk about the race. I agree. Um, I don't know if I get forty yards to be honest with you. Um, we talk. I'll, we'll talk about when we get to the race. I was just going to mention Cave Rock and the idea that this is a, a, a derby prep race as well, but his trainer can't get points. So we'll touch. We'll touch on that and. If we might see that horse maybe shift or change uh, barns earlier this year than we did, say, last year, when obviously that didn't work out well. And now that we know um, that he definitely is banned for, for the next couple of years. So, all right, what are you going to say? Let's get into it. You I was going to all allow it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to share the field up on the screen. I got people. it. Uh, oh, you already have it. Okay, cool. You know, some of us know what we're doing, and then others. You can tell there's two, two, of, us two of us host shows, and two <laughs> yeah. of us sit there on their phones and watch races. Mm-hmm. I'm watching football. I'm actually trying to help a customer. Like, I've emailed him the guide five times, and he keeps replying, like, where's my guide? Where's my guide? So The I, guide is available. I don't know what to do, but I don't, like, if you email the person, and then they, they email you, <laughs> like, you've never got it. I don't know what to do. So. You also helped a blind man today, too. I did help a blind guy, so. yeah. We have a fan who's blind, and he's trying to figure out how to download the guide, and I sent it to him, and I, I think he got it. I oh. heard if I did, so. There you go. On that note. But I don't. I, I can help a blind guy, but, but I can't help somebody that won't. But can, can you pick Breeders' Cup winners? That's the question. Yes, I, that I'm confident in. Like, getting Yvonne his guide, I'm not sure. <laughs> I've worked with him for a few hours, so I don't know. Yvonne, if you're watching live, we're trying. We're, he's trying. We're not. Yeah, Yvonne, if you are watching live, check your email, bro. Like, I sent you eight or nine, and you keep saying you're not getting it. All right. Sweet shot of Tom Brady on the screen. I know, right? <laughs> was that his new, uh, or was that one of his exes? Well, they're still, oh. This is the most fun I've had all day. This is nice. <laughs> nice having everybody together. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Friday, race six is going to kick off the Breeders' Cup action. Breeders' Cup juvenile turf spin- sprint. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Just to come on, focus. <laughs> I can't even focus. I'm you do your game. job. We'll do yeah, we're, we're Cup, Juvenile lots. Turf Sprint, Grade One, Race Six tomorrow. Million dollars for two year olds going five and a half furlongs on the turf. Uh, okay, a race that obviously we've known from the past. A, lot, a very kind of a young race, but a race that dominated is dominated by U.S. Turf uh, Speedsters trained by Wesley Ward. Well. Enter Wesley Ward, who's got a couple in here, but he's got number two, Love Reigns, at four to one. I'll, I'll kick things off here with Samich. Oh, yeah. I know you love this horse. Number two, Love Reigns. Thoughts on this horse and the race? Uh, I like Love Reigns quite a bit here. I, I, this is one of my, my better bets of the weekend, especially if you can get around that four to one price. Right now, uh, fixed odds, we're looking at plus 305. So it looks like that that line is going to set up well for you. It doesn't look like we're going to get Wesley Ward here at, at a sub two to one price, which is what I honestly think this horse should be in this field. Uh, your main competition is the Platinum Queen and Speedboat Beach, both parked in the 11 and 12 hole. Terrible spots on this, this team and turf course when you're turf sprinting. It's been awful all meet, including in the spring meet. So I like the fact that Love Reigns draws the two posts 
biggest concern is Love Reigns is probably not the fastest horse in this race. And traditionally, we've seen this go gate to wide the last few years. Love Reigns is going to have to work out a little bit of a trip from that that two hole, save some ground around the turn, find a split, find a split and go. But I do trust Wesley Ward when he does this with his two-year-olds. One race at Keeneland, head over to Ascot, come back, go Breeders' Cup, win the turf, juvenile turf sprint. And that's exactly what we've seen from Love Reigns here. Alterman? Yeah, I... I tentatively put Love Reigns on top. I don't, I'm like not over the moon, not crazy about it. But at the same time, it feels like it's a little bit of um, the most likely winner and you just kind of got to go with it. I heard an interview with Wesley Ward and he kind of said, look, I wanted the outside post with the scores. We didn't get it. We're probably going to have to go a little quicker than we wanted to early. But he said, I think she can handle it. And I thought that was interesting. It's like, yeah, the tactics may change, but I think she can do it. Um, the only thing I'm worried about, the only thing I don't quite buy, she scratched out of this race at Keeneland that would have been a prep. And he's like, yeah, you know, we just, she, we didn't want to waste your race. Eh, I don't know. I think that's kind of a red flag in a way to me. Um, I put Oxymore second. Uh, two races back, I thought Oxymore was really, really good, stretched out in the next time out, and um, yeah, just didn't run very well over at Monmouth. But, uh, I think back sprinting, this horse beat a pretty good uh, Wesley Ward horse two back at Saratoga uh, on debut, was privately purchased and sent to uh, Chad Brown after the race. So I thought Oxymore was interesting as well. But, uh, you know, Love Reigns is going to be tough if she shows up with her best. Then Jake? I, I mean, you guys have said a lot of great things. You want to talk about some of the Europeans that could show up in here? I mean, the, the we, want, we want to talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah. I appreciate that. Let's talk about it to you. The Platinum Queen. This is the one that Euros are the the, the Euros fans the most. She actually right now overseas is the favorite for this, and a huge reason she's a two year old who beat older horses in a Group One in France. Like that's that's ridiculous. Something yeah. that's like Cave Rock winning the Dirt <laughs> Mile on Saturday. Like that just it shouldn't happen, but it did. And ran second to Highfield Princess, who is the second choice against Golden Paddle in the third sprint too. Correct. Again, yes. Yeah. So th there's a lot to love about that horse. Uh, that post 12, I really don't know how that's going to affect this horse. Um, it, it, it's, it's a little concerning at what's going to be a short price. I feel like if you, you have to pick between one or the other, if you're playing, uh, multi-races, I don't know that you can use both in here. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan uh, of the platinum. Queen. I'm, I'm picking love reigns. That's my top pick here. But if, if something doesn't go right, or if like, like Halterman said, if, 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 uh, you know, she has to go quicker than maybe she wanted to early on. The Platinum Queen to me is is the one that I like the most uh, out of the picking up the pieces. Listen, the Platinum Queen has has, has, has very early speed, has, can, can go, but also doesn't need the lead kind of horse. And like you said, I mean, I like uh, Highfield Princess. I mean, I'm not picking, but I, I think if the horse is going to beat Golden Palace, Highfield Princess, why would I not like the Platinum Queen here as well? Um, of course, has been really, really good uh, at this distance as well. Six starts, three wins, and two seconds. So um, that's the horse I, I think is the most danger. I want to ask you guys, because I think it, it seems very, like, all or nothing with this horse. Um, Speedboat Beach. I mean, how are you approaching this horse? Bob Baffert train hasn't lost. Started on the on the dirt. Was awesome. And then we're like, oh, shit. He's got him in the, in the uh, speak easy. Where he won, but he definitely wasn't as impressive as he want, was on his debut. Thoughts on this horse being like a speed danger here? I've got him in second. I think that might be the highest of this group that's sitting at the table right now. Um, I think this is the fastest horse in the race. I think if Speedboat Beach wants to lead, he gets it. And in the turf sprint, that's ultra dangerous. I also, I mean, we all love Cave Rock. 
the reason Speedboat Beach is here is because Cave Rock is there. Yeah. And I think that says a lot. And I, I think this could be the first of the like Baffert could walk out of Keeneland with his middle finger up the racing here with the, some of the horses that he has going. He could have a hell of a weekend and it could start with this with Speedboat Beach here. I respect speed in this two-year-old turf sprint. You have to. It's just it's been proven time and time again. Speedboat Beach is the speed of the speed if he wants it. Now, Aaron could probably argue Tyler's tribe is the other one that could cause some trouble. But if Speedboat Beach gets out front, I'm nervous. Well, I'm glad you said that because Jared wants the trend. Speed wins this race, right? Yeah. It seems like the 10 or the 11, the 10 track, Tyler's Tribe, the 11 Speedboat Beach, one of them, are they're going to be on the lead. Yeah. If you watch Tyler's Tribe replays, if they're running this race on the dirt, I have no doubt Tyler's Tribe's going to be on the lead. They're running it on the turf, and you just don't know. And I think there was a really good move by Bob Baffert to put this horse on the turf, Speedboat Beach I'm talking about now, and get just get it out and get a get a little bit of an idea of okay how will he handle it? Tyler's tribe, it's an awful tough spot to go from you know Prairie Meadows uh, to here and try you know the quote unquote best turf sprinters right now for two year olds, but to try it on the turf, new you know new surface, better horses, gonna have to take him gate to wire. I don't know what he's gonna do on it. Where we know Speedboat Beach is is you know at least adequate at least early in the in the race with running it and running on the turf. So. I don't know what to do. I feel like that trend's going to get bucked this year, Jared. I think somebody's not going to go gate to wire. But I know, right? But but Baffert, it, it, I know, and it's if like it holds up again here. Then you it, you know how serious that trend is. You know, and Wesley Ward is a guy that knows how to win these races. For forget the trends of this race, just as turf sprint in general, he usually wins them on the lead. So I just I kind of have a feeling. Love Reigns may be more forwardly placed than we think in this spot because of the post draw. I think Love Reigns breaks and, and is, is holds that rail. And if someone wants to clear, go ahead. Yeah. But you're going to have to go 21 and four, 21 and three to clear. Yeah. And if you go 21 and three as a two year old going five and a half on that Keeneland turf, you are not winning. No. And, and, and Ashley just says meltdown. To me, guys, the meltdown horse, it's, it's very clear if this thing meltdown, who's going to win. That's Private Creed, the three horse. That's why I have Private Creed on my multis because I kind of agree. Again, I'll put that up. Sorry, actually, I put it down. But I, I kind of agree. You got speed to the outside, and you got the, you know, the she's not the favorite, but she's going to be the favorite. Number two, Love Reigns, drawn inside. It does have that feeling that three, four horses are going to go. Private Creed, we've seen it. It's not very often you see a closer in these kind of races win, but we have seen Private Creed win these kind of races a couple times, two, three times. I think that's the horse, right? That could be coming late. And if they're walking late, Private Creed's going to pick them up. If Private Creed wins this race, Steve Asterson might have a weekend. I mean, he's the other one that could be set up here. If Private Creed wins this race, Papa Dude may be in tears already. The first three <laughs> step race said, Private Creed, I've loved that horse for decades. So, you know, even though she's two. My horse, my <laughs> horse that could win this thing that's a, that's a price is uh, the six Persian Force. That's a horse that I yeah. didn't really like. like going into it and then as i went through and watched some replays looked at the past performances obviously that horse kept kind of sticking out to me he gets to tory to ride i think i saw a comment somewhere i it's been it's gone way now um but blackbeard's a good horse and this is a horse that has, has beaten this horse the last two times but they were both good races um you know now go, cutting back a little bit to a distance that maybe the horse uh is a little bit better debuted at five furlongs has been running six since but cuts back I think that's going to be helpful as well. So a horse that is a, is a big price, getting Detori aboard there, 
I think he's got a shot if this thing does kind of uh, get kind of nutty. And you see all of the group one, group two efforts this horse has been in consistently. Oh, like yeah. that always catches my eye. Right from the go, horses. really. Yeah. They debuted in the stakes race, uh, condition stakes race, but still. And then ever since the two times they did that, one back to back, back to back, straight from then went to Ascot, went to uh, Newmarket. With you know, they, I mean, they really thought high of this horse. So you're going to get a prize, I think, as well, because this horse hasn't won in uh, four start. Well, the last three races. Um, well, if you're going to mention Persian Force too, you got to talk about the five Mischief Magic, who ran right behind that horse and is the other collapsed horse in my mind. Horse was coming from the rear in those six furlong races overseas. Appleby, William Buick on the turf at the Breeders' Cup, never a bad thing. I, I, that would, if, if Jesus, that's the other one that if this thing collapses, I think Mischief Magic can pick up the pieces. It's tough for a closer, European closer, to win a turf sprint in the Breeders' Cup. But I'm a little afraid of Mischief Magic if that setup happens. Generally, a good rule of thumb is you can kind of fade the Euros in the sprints. Yeah. Want them in the routes. But, yeah, this race, again, kind of feels like that could – listen, if Love Reigns kind of gets involved in pace and they're like, oh, it's just not gonna, she's not going to fire or whatever, it feels like that trend could be broken in this race a little bit as well. Yeah, again, I, I really wanted to pick a, a Euro in here, and I, I don't blame anybody for trying to play a Euro. It's just like usually in the sprints – they're they're not quite sharp enough to win. And the other thing, when you watch the replays, being in front in Europe is not the same as being in the front here in these races. And so that's another big key. Like, and that was that's a hard thing to kind of understand. Like, how are they going to translate? Right? I don't think any of these European horses are going to be that forwardly placed. And again, but if the, if a meltdown happens, well, they can win. There's no question. Yeah, and Bryson mentions glass slippers. That's one of the few examples of a European winning. And there is a couple the only. Any trend, any yeah. stat, anything we say, <laughs> you can always find an outlier. And sure, that's one. And what happened? You know, there wasn't a real standout in that race, and glass slippers ran a very good race and won, sure. But overall, if you take it as a whole, they usually don't do very well in these races. By the way, Eagles uh, allowed the Texans to go down and score first drive, opening drive. 7-0 Texans. Uh, we nothing, talked about this all day. Right? Nothing like laying 14 points on the road in a Thursday night game. What could go wrong? Well, now you're laying 21 because <laughs> they are down 0-7. All right, positive news, Coastal Carolina, 21-7. <laughs> hey yeah. That's more important. Who told you to back Coastal Carolina? My friend Aaron Halterman. All right, let's go to race seven, the Net Jets Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies, grade like one. Money so much. We're $2 million for Phillies, two-year-olds with one and one-sixteenth miles. Filled a large field here. Uh, Phillies with 14 lines up here. Uh, guys, obviously this is a, a race I think we all, all week, or all for, for weeks, I should say, all know that, you know, yes, Chocolate Gelato is probably the best horse in the race, but it also feels like a race that you should be trying to beat that horse. So... Enter this race. How did you play the race, Halterman? Listen, I, I this is one I put like eight different horses on top. I, out of all the 14 races, I hate this one the most. I don't think any of them are any good, to be completely honest. I think in three months, we won't hear from a lot of these horses. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm just saying real negative. But listen, end of the day, I hate number seven, Chop Chop, and I also put Chop Chop on top because I just feel like the pace is going to just absolutely melt down in this race. And again, if there is a pace meltdown, this horse is circled in red like eight times. Like this is the one that's going to pick up all the pieces. Um, I thought the first time on the on the dirt, last time out for Chop Chop was pretty impressive. I second time out on the dirt has a has a logical reason to improve. Obviously, again, if she gets that pace, I just kind of think they're going to have trouble holding her off. 
So I went number seven, Chop Chop. I, I am not confident. I really hope she doesn't get that down too hard, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm a little all over the place here as well. I thought this was this was one of the toughest races to put a horse on top. And when you look at the overseas odds now, I, I have Chocolate Gelato on top. Chocolate Gelato is not your favorite overseas right now. Chop Chop is at, at seven to two. Chocolate Gelato sitting on the board at four to one. The 14 horse is the one I wanted to bet. I wanted to bet Raging Sea going into this. I hate the post position draw. Now I'm staring at 12 to one on Raging Sea. If I get 12 to one tomorrow, that's probably my bet. I, I don't think Raging Sea should be 12 to one in this spot, even from that 14 post. Has tactical speed. Hopefully can get over it and save a little bit of ground on that first turn. Somehow be able to kind of pick up the pick up the horses. Do I, I agree with Aaron? This could be a base collapse, and if it is, it favors Chop Chop, Chocolate Gelato, possibly Raging Sea, and Tell Me No Lies. And yeah. so you really got to kind of narrow it down if you think it is going to fall apart. Well, and if, and if you like Chop Chop, especially, I mean, we do. And then yeah. why would you not like Raging Sea? Those two ran two, three, and they were just right there. Raging Sea, same kind of issue that they were Wonder Will kind of uh, took it to him a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think both Raging and Raging Sea, for that matter, I know Chop Chop was his first, uh, her first race on, on dirt, and I definitely think she can improve. Well, why can't Raging Sea? Um, who was just making her first uh, second start career, but his first stake start uh, in the Alcibiades as well. So both those horses would be eligible to improve. Obviously, Raging Sea getting in the parking lot doesn't help matters. So I, that's why I kind of lean towards Chop Chop. It's just, this feels like the kind of race where, and that's why I ultimately picked against, although I use, I'm using Chocolate Gelato, because if you look at all her numbers, uh, she's a, she stands out, just plain and simple. But I'm looking at this race as like, who do I think can bounce back or run up to a race, a better race than she's been running. Cause she's been running a consistent, very good race, you know, each race, but some of these others could peak up here and, and beat her. I feel like, um, and that's why I ultimately picked chop chop. I would like to get a little bit better price on her, but I'm really not going to, you know, I, for the longest time, I'll be honest. I, I looked at grand love for a while just because I thought she was so good on debut. Then she was so bad. The next time they're entering here, entering her here, she if, she if she runs back to her first race, she could be very dangerous. Now I know it's a big if, but the point of that is, it feels like one of these horses is going to run a race that they hadn't haven't run yet. I mean, there's a ton of speed too in yeah. that Pocahontas, right? Where she ends up running third in that spot to, to fun and feisty. I mean, they, they went pretty quick up front there too. So Grand Love, I think it's twenty to one is a little bit interesting. Um, I thought the two you were my girls a little interesting for uh, John Tuscanover with Velasquez up here. Ran second to Chocolate Gelato last time. You're getting 10 to 1 on that horse, and Chocolate Gelato sitting on the board is your favorite. Part of the problem there is speed, but at least you have inside speed there. Uh, with Grand Love, it was just like, yeah, it was a lot of pace last time, but there's a lot of pace this time. And that was the problem. <clears throat> Can Grand Love do something a little bit different? Did they learn a little bit of something? Um, you know, I think it I think it shows confidence with Asmussen that we're gonna try to put this horse back in here. Um, but uh, it's it really, this race really does feel like one where we're going to sit here tomorrow, we're going to recap these races and be like, I, I don't know how that horse won, you know, <laughs> like American Rockette won. How did, how did it happen? You know, I don't know. I, I, I toyed with Grand Love for a while, Jared, and I just couldn't. Well, ultimately, I didn't either. So, yeah, I know, but I, I just couldn't quite get there. But listen, you know, Grand Love and Echo Zulu ran on the same day at Churchill, right? Echo Zulu's not here because he did the same thing, speed and, and, and quick, going two turns for the first time. This horse is here. And what that tells me Who? is Echo. Our Echo, Echo again. I'm sorry. Echo again. Oh, okay. Echo again. Uh, yeah. The, but it, Echo again, he cut back to his sprint in the next race. This Grand Love 
same situation, puts her in this race again. So are the two turn race again. So maybe. All right, Magic. I'm gonna give this one to you because like the chat's blowing up. And I think we all can agree the 12 to 1 morning line on a time. If only we had an article in the guide about this horse <laughs> and the specific odds. It, it's not gonna happen. So right. if you think you like <clears throat> if you like the horse, great, but just you keep dreaming, you'll probably end up being like third choice in the race. Number eight, uh atomically thoughts on that horse. I mean, there's a lot of things to like about her, right? The fact that they, she's privately purchased after just dominating uh, Florida breads back-to-back races, including a horse in Lynx that, if you don't know, was herself dominating the Florida breads, and she had her measured every step of the way. Uh, you see now the PPs are updated. Dorf Vader was third. She just came back and won a stake. So there's a lot of things that, like, Fletcher gets a hold of her and then says, you know, we're going to look at her, decide, yes, okay, we're going to go to the Breeders' Cup with her. To me, that's... That's more a, a test that, or a testament that outside of chocolate gelato, he doesn't see a whole lot in this field. And he thinks this horse can go in there. The more that I've thought about it, I've got her second in the guide right now, but it's one of those things that the more I think about it, I don't know that this is going to be a horse that you want to play because you're going to see 12 to one and everybody in the chat seen 12 to one. And we all saw 12 to one. And you see Mike shaking his head. Nobody's getting 12 to one on this horse. No. And then suddenly when you're looking at five to one, six to one on this horse, She's a lot less interesting under the circumstances. What trip is she going to get? That's the other thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's like she's been like stalking slow paces. What happens if the pace pass? Same same spot. What happens if the pace is, it, it, you know, it's quick. It's really quick. quick and, and it's like, ah, up. I don't know what to do. Is she going to be way back? Is she going to stalk again? I don't know. It's a, it's an odd spot for her. And to me, it was to say for, for argument's sake that Chop Chop is four to one and say she's five to one. I mean, to me, I'm yeah. like, there's no question of who I want to play there versus comparing those two. Yeah. I mean, I think you're going to get 9 to 2, 5 to 1 on race day. I, I was originally at 6 to 1, but like everyone is talking about this horse. I know. Everyone. And and by the way, in your multi race bets where you think you're getting a 12 to 1 shot, it's going to play like 4 to 1 because you're gonna, this horse is going to be even more used in pick fours and pick fives yeah. because of the 12 to 1 morning line. So this horse is going to get hammered across the board. It's the quote unquote wise guy horse. Like, I totally understand why people like it. I have it second in the guide as well because I think this horse is a great shot at running second. I cannot bet this horse at nine to two. And I, I hate this horse as a tournament horse because you're not getting 12 to one and you think you are and you put it in there and it's not even going to be close to that number. And that is the problem. The prices. And again, in a race where it's like there's not a standout, you don't want to take it over that horse. Uh, that being said, uh, I want to talk about Ray GC for just a second. That's a horse I had on top. Now all the way to the 14, maybe she doesn't get over bet now, which makes her a little bit more attractive. Uh, Samach, so I'll give it to you just to throw somebody in, into it now. Can she work out a trip from this 14 post? Because of all of the speed, yes. I think that's the key there, that you have, like, this is a mm-hmm. terrible post in a mile of 16th at Kino. You have a short run into the stretch. But there's so much speed in here that you could see five or six horses burn out yeah. and Pratt just tuck in behind them because she has tactical speed. There is a world where the trip is too wide around that first turn, and if rating C is too right around the first turn, and I'm getting twelve to one, ah, yeah, I'm interested. I think that's the thing. Like that's the the price. What do you think she's gonna go off at, Magic? Like I, six to one. You think you think she's still gonna get that rating okay. C? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was looking back at the other one. No, I think that she'll be probably like yeah, like ten to one. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. eleven to one overseas. You right think now. she'll be that? You think she's gonna float up from the H one? Well, if one. that's the case, like I mentioned, the if it probably takes money, someone else has got to get ignored. Yeah. Chop, if I like Chop Chop, I, to me, I don't see these two horses being that different. Well, if you see a Chop Chop, other than the post position, if Chop Chop gets bet down to three to one, Chocolate Gelato stays at seven to two, and Atomically ends up around nine to two, five to one. Raging Sea is the one that's going to get, that's going to float up. 
Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing we always talk about with, you gotta be careful with these, these, you know, with riding, riding the horse off just like that, just because of a post position. Does it help? No, but so many cases where you, you're worried about a horse draw, they drew the 12 post and then two clicks into the race, the horse is up against the rail and again, like third, you're like, well, that was, now I feel dumb. Now I feel dumb. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I love the horse before yeah. the draw and now the horse is where I wanted the horse to be. So you gotta be a little careful with that. And if you still, if you really like your agency before the draw, I'd be hard pressed, especially considering the price you're going to get that you can say, I can deal with the post position because I am getting 10 to one or 11 to one. So I think that's a very, very fair um, uh, comment on that as well. Uh, so I guess I've kind of thrown out ground love, grand love. I would say right, right to see if we're going to get, get that price. Um, any horse, other horses that are big prices in here that you think could upset this thing? Someone want to talk about wonder wheel. I mean, like this horse just won and then won. No one wants to talk about the horse. It doesn't feel like that horse was. I thought she got everything her own way and got it just right. Yeah. Now she's facing a lot more talented horses than just those three. I hate like coming on here and like she won and you're like poking holes, but it's just like, I just, I'm not sold on her. And again, by the way, she's won three or four career races. <laughs> Five to one, just beat the two she liked. I and know. to be fair, I'm totally on that yeah. wagon as well. Well, you watch that replay in Wagon Wonder Will. Anyways, you watch that race back and T Gaff preserved the rail <laughs> and was the speed. He he's, not, that's okay. he's not going to be able to do that. There's <laughs> zero chance the source goes gate to wire. And I think that's how Wonder Will be able to win this race. Well, and I think, I think that, so again, like almost like Grand Love situation, it's like, okay, can we do something different? And, and we, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough, tra- a tough race to have to do something different and still win. All right, we've kind of been all over the place here. Uh, we'll finalize this thing. Chop, chop for me. Chop, chop for you. I chocolate gelato on top, but at, the, at twelve to one, I like Raging Sea. There you go. Chop, chop, chop it up. Hey, Eagles scored. They got Miles Sanders. That's one. Give me three. Please Twenty-two God. to one. Please God, don't. But he also has nine yards only, so you need to, you okay. need to amp that we'll up. Get a those bit. later. Don't let that three horse win. Don't let Peter Miller win. And, and tell me no lies. There you are on top of that horse, but hasn't done anything wrong, really. No. There's a pace collapse. Watch out. Yeah, California Phillies aren't as good as the East Coast. Sure. No, that's true. But Dr. Dr. Miller's got the uh, good stuff going right now. All right, let's go to race eight, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. Uh, grade one worth a million dollars. Of course, for Phillies, two-year-olds going one mile on the turf. Uh, guys, all right, so we just got through the Phillies on the dirt. Now we're on to the – to the turf, and if it was hard that race, it seems like this race, I mean, could be even tougher. I, I mean, really, you can go through the list. G. Lori, I think, is scratched out. We heard uh, the 11 horse still fill the 13, down to fill the 13. But how she take your pick here? I think the odds, more than anything, are going to be a toss here because there's really no telling how this mm-hmm. race is going to be bet um, based off of those morning lines. But free look for Chad Brown at 5-1. to one. Uh, you, you know, Be your best at 8-1, to 6-1 to one on Delight. Uh, Aiden O'Brien and Ryan Moore come over for, at four to one on uh, Meditate. That seems like the the horse, I guess, so to speak, because I don't think we have really a great feel for any of our U.S. horses. How did to me personally, this was the toughest race I had in coming up. Well, close to the toughest race I had in coming up with a, a winner, and honestly, a top four. Period. Yeah, I like I like Meditate, and I kind of. I hate that I like so many favorites in this card. I, we talked about this earlier. I, I kind of like a lot of favorites this weekend, and that's not my jam. Like, I, I want to I try and find upset horses. But look, uh, this horse has ran second in back-to-back group run races overseas. Lizo was the horse that beat her, beat her last time. That's a very good horse over there in Europe. She has $342,000 of earnings 
in Europe. That's phenomenal for this early in her career. Ryan Moore takes them out. Uh, these European two turns, I, I lean toward Europeans, these two turn races, and I like her quite a bit. I do like Zagira quite a bit, and I wish she didn't draw that 13 I've been talking about this horse yeah, getting back to turf ever since we saw her run in the, I don't remember the name of the race, three years Alcibiades. Alcibiades, where she runs fourth and runs really well behind, behind Chop Chop and Raging Sea. She's better on turf. She smoked Delight, and then came back and ran an even better race, and Delight came back and won going gate to wire on, on turf. So mm -hmm. Zagira at 8-1, to one, really interesting to me. That's the price horse from the U.S. I think has a big shot. The 11 horse G. Lori's out, so we move inside one gate now. I, I like Meditate quite a bit, but I think Zagira is an overlay at 8-1. to one. Well, we even talked about that the day of uh, when we were doing the, the videos, like the live stream stuff, like um, – the, and I think it's the Jasmine, right? Was that the, that yeah. the same? Yes. We said if Jazera would have been would have been in that race, probably would have been the favorite. Yeah. Instead, yeah. they chose to try the dirt. Of course, didn't work out. Delight wins that race. The rest history. But yeah, to your point, like I'm with you. I mean, because if she goes and runs on the turf where she belongs and say wins or runs a really good second to Delight or whatever, what, I mean, what is she like? The second choice in this race, maybe third choice behind Delight and mm -hmm. and the and meditate. So yeah. I mean. I agree. The, the position on her, the post position for her is it's tough. Is dicey. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I, why did they get off the turf? Is it just was it just wanted to see what they had? Yeah. And then they say, hey, if this doesn't work out, we'll just go to the Breeders' Cup turf and or deal with that. But they had dreams of the Oaks. Yeah. I mean, that's not the first time or the last time we'll ever see that, right? Trying to get to that Oaks or Derby, uh, you know, depending on what you got there. Uh, you know, Samich, I. I, I going to disagree on meditate a little bit i i don't know about the mile saying that's the thing um, and two turns mile and two turns are the combination. yeah I, I think this horse when you watch the replays certainly it's like yeah it's a pretty good horse don't know about the breeding for the mile don't know how she's going to handle the turns uh don't hate the pick though I, I but i didn't put the horse on top i went number uh number four free look what about free look? I think the last time out, this horse didn't pass Pleasant Passage because A, Pleasant Passage got a great trip, and B, I think the yielding turf course just kind of played the speed that day um, at uh, Aqueduct. I think free look's going to come back here and run a pretty big race. Five to one on the morning line, I think that's one that's going to go up, actually. I don't think that's a real good morning line. I think the horse will be more like seven or eight to one. I think you said uh, uh, on uh, Bovada, the horse was eight to one, maybe right now, Samich. So, if free look doesn't get bad, uh, nine, yeah, nine to one. So free look, ooh, free look doesn't get bad. Nine to one. Yeah, I think I think she's worth a shot. I, I just feel like those races at Aqueduct, um, and I'm very busy. Was in a race. We'll talk about him in a minute. Which is like I, I don't know that we can take that, you know, fully for what it was because it's over that yielding turf. It was the only races they ran on the turf that day were those stakes races. So I kind of like uh, this horse coming back here. And um, maybe, you know, if she wins that race, she's probably one of the favorites. And now we're getting Brown at like six, eight to one, let's say. I'll take a little swing in a race that's just completely wide open. And, and real quick, the, uh, the offshore odds, plus 275 on Meditate, uh, plus 800 on Delight, eight to one. Free look, Pleasant Passage, Zagira, nine to one each. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, you look at Free Look, a horse that, you know, went off almost the favorite, I should, not quite the favorite um, that day in the uh, Miss Grillo, but then had one on debut impressive, or I'm sorry, two back, you know, took her two times, but, you know, looked impressive, went straight to that grade two. And then you're now you're having, just because of the horse, I'm with, I'm with you. I, I thought immediately I was like, 
Well, I'm not going to take a whole lot from that race. Just be based off of, because it looked like that, you know, that day, whole day was a disaster at yeah. Aqueduct. And they went 114 for six furlongs. Right. Yeah. You ain't getting the lead going 114 tomorrow. No. No. And so it's going to set up a lot better yeah. as well, you got to think. And Pratt stays aboard. And to me, anytime you can get Pratt, Chad Brown, Clarevich, Breeders' Cup, let's just say eight to one. That horse, by the way, lost by has won and lost by a half a length the last time out. And there's really no clear horse in the race. Hello, that seems that seems way too easy for me. I mean, I, maybe the horse doesn't win; it doesn't it runs exactly like that. But give me eight to one versus some of these others. I just don't feel confident playing a horse at anything under eight, that price, frankly, in here. Now, free look last time. Be your best runs third. In debut, be your best beats free look magic. Why aren't we talking about be your best? We're talking. I've been waiting for that. I was just waiting for my chance to jump in. I I was down to three horses for my top pick. We talked about two of them. This was my third one, and you you nailed it. She was not only beat free look on debut, smoked her. Yep. And then came back in the PG Johnson stakes, and now she's the favorite and smokes them again. And then she was Miss Rollo. And if you can just blame it on it being the yielding turf. Or the fact that they only go one turn. Or no, it's, I'm sorry, it's an aqueduct. So they went to so just blame it on the yielding turf for the Miss Grillo, like we're doing for our top pick here. I love this horse here. Jose Ortiz in those two wins looks like he just has full auto like autopilot control of this horse. Go here, go here, go up, go down, whatever he wants her to do. And she can stop, she can press, she can come from off of it. I think that she is extremely deadly in here. And uh yeah, like I said, it's between her and Jagira and Free Look for me, but and free look 14 to 1. Be your best to me? Or be your best, I'm sorry. 14 to 1 over 14 six. to 1. That's great. So you're getting, getting a heck of a price. I, I think it's going to be interesting how this pace plays out. Because we've talked about uh, Pleasant Passage being forwardly placed. I think Zagira might, might set the pace. And if she does, then I think she is very dangerous up there. I, I, by the way, I love Zagira, if you haven't figured that out. Yeah. I just, I, it's, it's, <laughs> everybody watching, we've been hearing this for months. You get to <laughs> finally hear it. So what's a horse, uh, you know, I've seen some ch- – and by the way, I'll, I'll go and throw it out here. Because a horse that – um, let me hear. I want to give bring it up there to someone. Um, Spirit Gal. Someone talked about Spirit Gal. I don't know. Someone, oh, uh, there, Ed Burke. Looks like Kevin and I are the only ones playing Spirit Gal. Listen, I, for a while when I was handicapping, I had Spirit Gal on top and I ultimately took took her off, put her second. But I know I'll be playing her. I listen, I, I think she's a horse that's coming in here that super interesting, you know, last two race win, wins, and then of course, last time out uh beats uh the boys at, go, at going on now granted it was on synthetic but beats the boys um beat carol cairo um yeah. who by the way pretty good yeah, yeah horse we were thinking about before didn't come possibly over. like yeah. a Epsom derby horse for yeah uh, yeah for be, be not, beat that horse last time out again on steg but the year race prior won by two links on the turf and and so this is a horse that i feel like is just is going to be complete you get santana aboard which negative whatever right? yeah. i'm trying i'm trying to sell this okay um that's a negative you should just uh, left that off you would love to see the euro jockey come with the horse of course but it's like selling a car with three tires and like but it's like what this like this sounds great what do you mean what's the catch wow. well hang on wow when ricardo has a weekend boy we're coming back to that conference it's like my <laughs> never come to oakland because yeah uh, hey you know what oakland doesn't have Turf, <laughs> but Oakland does have Ricardo, and he's connected with Hot Springs people, so he'd probably die. Hey, I love I love Santana on the dirt. Oh, let me. He's good on the dirt. He struggles on the turf. You're gonna get murdered. Don't come to Hot Springs. All right, let's go on to the next. One. <laughs> Can we talk about Midnight Mile real quick? We have a couple sure. people brought this horse up in the chat. The twelve mm-hmm. horse sure, sure, uh, sure. ran once, 
breaks the maiden, comes back in a group three, <laughs> gets a nice W second time out, big time improvement in the time form. I have Midnight Mile as my third choice in this race. I think it makes a ton of sense. Midnight Same. Mile. Yeah, I thought this horse. I mean, that's the thing about this race, guys. I mean, I know people like Basil Martini. Um, Zara, Zara, Midnight Mile, Jewelry Out, Meditate, of course, Delight. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Manhattan Jungle, anybody like Manhattan Jungle? Spirit Gal, I like. They'd be your best. Pleasant. I mean, the list goes on, right? So like, we're going to list all the horses? Yeah, like Cairo <laughs> Consort, Last Call. Oh, we, okay. You know? Jared, Jared, <laughs> Jared's Lock of Friday. Hit the all button. Yeah, I mean, really. You will get by this leg if you hit the all button. I guarantee. That's a racing dude's guarantee. I think you have two singles after this, so you could hit the all button here. There you go. Well, speaking of those two singles, let's go. Any final thoughts? This race? Everybody, everybody good here? Um this is a race of the day in terms of the the star power possible as well as obviously being the headliner of the race nine, the FanDuel Breeders' Cup Juvenile, uh, grade one. It's uh, worth $2 million for Colts, of course, going to mile 16th and led by, who else? Number three, Cave Rock, leads the field of 10. Bob Baffert, four to five, the ice. I hate when that happens. I thought it was a ghost. <laughs> four to five. Those are in the basement. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Stay <coughs> that's why I locked the door. Yeah. Did you lock it, that door back? Okay, we got to work on that later. Okay. Um, <laughs> Cave Rock, four to five. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm second that. Um, Sucker. At, at four to five, how, is there any way? I mean, I think we all are a big Cave Rock. There's no question there. But right. is there any way this horse can get beat? There's a trend. Horses that have 100 buyers before in their prep coming into the Breeders' Cup have never won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. I know that's not in a huge sample size because they don't often hit. Like uh, Corniche had, was, was coming in red hot. He never hit 100 buyers. So it's a limited sample size. But Jackie's Warrior, that's he had a 100-plus buyer coming in. He lost. He bounced. Um, I don't think there's any chance Cave Rock bounces, but there is a trend that says he will lose this. So thank you. No, he's not losing it's that simple. This is the best horse. This is, and if he loses, it's to National Treasure. It's the other Baffert who Baffert is specifically talking about. He says National Treasure is working his tail off, loves the horse, thinks he's as good as he Cave Rock. Better than four to five on Cave Rock. Okay. That's why he's saying okay. That. All right, let's pause on that last sentence you said because that's not accurate. That's what he said. He said Cave Rock has it all figured out. He's very mature. We really love him. National Treasure. We've got work to do. He's got talent, but he's very immature. He's as talented, just a little. He didn't okay. say we like him as much as Cave Rock. <laughs> I mean, we're also, yeah, like, we went blinkers on, blinkers off, blinkers on, blinkers off. What said? What Mike heard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. We watched the same interview, and he took it. He's just as good. And I was like, no, he's not. He's got just as much chat. No, look. I think National Treasure is the second best horse in this race. I think he's the only one who could beat Cape Rock. I think you're probably right on the last comment. If anybody's going to beat him, it's probably at the stable meet. Yeah. Um, look, it's again, it's racing. Is there any way he can beat? Sure as shit. There always can get beat, no matter what. But should he lose? No. I mean, he's the best horse, and he's got, uh, to me, a significant pace advantage over the biggest rivals. That, to me, is slam dunk i don't think he loses there is no number that i've looked at you know i like fires i like throw graph no number that i've looked at where i've you know because i go to, into every race as as i think anyone should do in a race like this or any race at the breeders cup and say okay how do i beat cave rock how does he lose because then i can start to open the door for mm -hmm. okay these other horses i kind of like i 
there's I, I as much as I want to like Forte here anyway, I like him in the future maybe. Um, I just can't see how I and then you watch K Brock last and you're like, well, they they're not gonna beat that. It listen, whenever whenever there's a really good horse that comes to, to your point or to, to counter your point, I should say, when there is a really good horse that comes into this race, like that's K, that cave rock level good, at least period, they're really hard to beat. Yeah. You know, they kind of come in here and cruise. Uh, we've seen big time horses like Nyquist come in here that had the hype coming in and they showed why they had the hype coming out. And that just seems like what kind of horse um, cave rock is here, in my opinion. Yeah, a lot of people have been following this for a lot longer than me. I've only been around for a few years. They've been comparing him uh, consistently to Uncle Mo. Yeah, I saw you do it. I've seen people in DRF, Blood Horse, compare this horse to Uncle Mo. And that horse, if you look at his resume, his, like if you watch his replays as a two-year-old, you're like, that's a late-season three-year-old horse running against those kids out there. Yeah. So, you know, he does have it. And, yeah, we all put him on top. I actually, my vote for a horse that upsets him is Blazing Sevens because I went through this trying to figure out if somebody beats Cave Rock, who does it? And it's got to be someone who's doing something different. Like, how can I project that improvement? Blazing Seven is going to try two turns for the first time. It's a son of good magic. Chad Brown said after the hopeful, jokingly, he's like, this horse is never doing one turn again. He's like, this is a two-turn horse through and through. He ran him the champagne. It worked out really well. One turn Got race. The one turn race. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. After this next one, he's never going to yeah, yeah. 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 do it again. Yeah. By the way, why you never listen? Never listen to trainers really that much. But oh, my point is, this is a horse that seems really built for two turns. I don't think that he has to come from last or or, or to have that kick that he had in his last two races. But you just like him because he's a good magic. It's not just. Well, you do like him because of that. It doesn't yeah. hurt. Um, I kind of like the jockey that's on a little bit too. That's fair. I like K Brock because he's arrogant. So, I mean, there's, there's, I get it. Um, and he and Forte have a shot if this collapses. Yep. And there is a ton of speed. Yep. Is there, though? Well, is there, there there's speed, speed as there's K Brock? That's just that good. is the question. There is a ton of speed. Are they as, as fast as K Brock that can actually make him hurt? The other speed horses aren't legitimate threats to win on paper, right? So, that's kind of the like, yeah, they may go out there, but I don't really think they're going to actually influence him. Like, let's, let's just say, um, well, for your sake, let's say Blazing Sevens was like a speed horse. Okay, well, you know, this is a, this horse won the champagne. This is a really nice horse. Maybe he can screw with him, but like, I don't really think Hurricane J is going to mess with Caper. That's kind of my theory going into this. Up until last year, and Corniche fucked it all up for everybody, that we had we'd seen a horse that come, like, this has been such a productive race for the Kentucky Derby, meaning the winner of this race has at least ran in the Kentucky Derby, if not won the Kentucky Derby the next year, of course, as a, as a three-year-old. I think I want to say the trends last year, I want to say it was like six or seven of the last juvenile winners had gone on to go and run or win in the Kentucky Derby. So Corniche obviously is the outlier here, but Cave Rock, Forte, even Verify, if you want to throw a horse that is very lightly, but could Get develop better. into something, it could develop into something Blazing Sevens if you like that horse. Uh, National Treasure, uh, not to leave that horse out. Like, there's a list here of horses um, that are pretty like good-looking, well-bred, good connections that we could see a couple out of this race end up. I think Forte is a prime candidate to see on the Kentucky Derby Trail next year and make a run into the Derby as well. Do you guys, is there any horse that, that stands out to you as far as future type horse? Probably you mentioned the one I would mention. Uh, I, I really liked Forte last time out. Um I thought he ran really well. Honestly, Loggins, the horse he beat, probably would be my number two right now for, like, next year, who's not in this race. So, 
Um, yeah, I mean, National Treasure, maybe we, we see the best of him a little bit later on. Um, Blazing Sevens, you know, I do think it's going to be one that we're going to hear a lot from. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a decent field. Verifying. I will guarantee After you. After Bisu. Yeah, guarantee you this is a better field than last year. Well, <laughs> you can't argue that. that. There's no lower level. Guarantee you water is water. By the way, that trend, I would have been, that would have been the trend another year. Literally, they're awful. Listen, not one horse no. out of last year's juvenile no. ran in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. It was bad. Command performance was in the race. That tells you anything. The right? best horse on that race was Jack Christopher, who scratched out of the race. Right. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Papa Cap, you know, yeah, Corniche. Uh, like I say, Command Performance. Yeah. We, didn't see, we didn't see Corniche until the summer, and that was a disaster. We barely saw Corniche once. That yeah. was yeah. Called, we, saw him go, we saw him backing up, basically. Wow, um, was that bad. Yeah. All right. Vicky's yeah. been pounding us. She wants the dude's trifecta here. She wants to make money in this race because you can't make money on cable. Yeah. Well, you could make money if you just bet the shit out of Cave Rock. But give us a try. I'll go through, you know, Halterman giving me a cold try. Well, since it's a try, I, th- I think you could go Cave Rock, Forte, National Treasure. That'd be my, that'd be the three for me. Not so fast, my friends. <laughs> uh, Cave Rock, National Treasure is a very easy exacta. Uh, I think Forte is the next best horse. I'm gonna put verifying in as a spicy. Yeah. Let's 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 juice up the payouts a little bit. So give me the three ten five. That makes sense. I'm gonna go Cave Rock, Blazing Sevens, and I'm gonna throw my own spice, Lost Ark. I think if you scratch off Breeders' Futurity, this horse fits a really sneaky at a 20 to 1 underneath. Okay, zero chance he's 20 to 1, right? Yeah, of course, but you, you stole my <laughs> horse. So <laughs> I was gonna use that horse underneath. I, I my, my top three is Cave Rock, National Treasure, and Forte. That's that's too chalky though, so if you wanna throw something in there, uh, I like Lost Ark to kind of mix things up as well underneath. I, I really, the more I've looked at this race and the, I, I really do like the Baffert exact idea of just because I do, you know, like to me, it's one of those cases and you have this a lot. It's like, well, if I really like Cave Rock, I like him that much. Well, he, he beat National Treasure last time out. It's a horse that, I mean, it beat the shit out of him, but he's still like, that was a good ass race. A race Cave Rock from your mind. National Treasure is two to one in this race. The favorite. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because she would have won that race last time. She would have won by open legs last time and gotten a better number on thoroughgraphs, on buyer, on time form, everything. It is wild this horse is the fourth pick. He should be the second choice in this race. Do you think he'll be the third choice? I don't think he'll be the second choice. Do you think he'll be the third choice? Blazing Sevens and and National Treasure will be right around the same price. Forte will be a heavy second choice. Yeah. And that's why I like these. I think there is value in the Baffert Exacta because National Treasure will not be the second choice in the board. All right, let's go to the last race of the day. Remember, this is not the last race. Race 10, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Grade one, million dollars, one mile uh, for two-year-olds on the turf, of course. And if you guys remember, I, I kind of teased it earlier, not teased it, but last year's was a little eventful. Yeah. I mean, just tap it. We're still talking about it. One year later, we're still talking about it. The booing, the horse, of course, modern games, who we'll see if you can get revenge on the, on the, uh, on the Breeders' Cup tomorrow or on Saturday. Um, but of course, now we've got a new set of two-year-old Colts trying to go uh, and win this thing, and we've got some uh, some Appleby love here. Number four, Silver Knot, looks to do it again for Appleby, of course, trainer of Modern Games. And I think I can speak for all of us that we all really like Silver Knot in this race, right? I guarantee you talk about this one. You love this horse. You love this horse. I mean, I watch all the the European replays once the pre-entries come out, and this was one that just like jumped off the screen. And, of, and I will also want to preface that with by saying he 
he was the lead. Uh, he, he led the parade for modern games last year as well. Yeah. So I want to premise that by like, he's pretty good about spotting these kind of Appleby two-year-old runners on the turf. To me, I think he's almost the third bet, like most likely winner on the whole 14 races. I really do. I just, I watch this and he reminds me so much of modern games from last year when we were watching his replays. Um, and I was like, damn, he's just, he's just really good. He's just a really nice horse, uh, really professional, great turn of foot. And Charlie Appleby, he had mysterious night for this race, who I think was a slam dunk. When I saw him run, I thought, wow, he's so good. Winner of the summer stakes. He Winner of the summer stakes, he would find. Yeah. And I Maybe think. all saw it like, that's the horse. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I had mysterious night on top of this race forever. And Appleby has mysterious night and he has silver knot. Silver knot is here. Where's Mysterious Night? Not, it's not here. <laughs> so to me, it's like we're trying to come, we're coming over here with the horse that we think is really good. It's very similar to what he did last year. He ran the Summer Stakes winner and he ran Modern Games. I like the Summer Stakes winner, and then he brought over Modern Games. And I'm like, oh. And then he watched Modern Games replays. Like, oh, that's why he brought him over. He's really good. I think Silver Knot is exceptional. I mean, listen, it's a Breeders' Cup. There's tough horses. I, I like the horse on the rail a lot for Aiden O'Brien mm. as well. I don't love a lot of the American horses here. I think it's going to come down to those two. At the end of the day, I was really, really impressed with those re replays for Silver Knot. I think he's going to be really tough to beat in this race, and I'll put Aiden O'Brien's horse in second, the uh, number one Victoria Road. I I tell you what, like I'm glad this race is happening because Victoria the like, tomorrow because if I wait any longer, Victoria Road might sneak up and steal the one spot. I kept He's, liking Victoria Road a little bit more, a little bit more every time I yeah. looked at the he race. He looks very good on the replays, too. I know. If, like, if he, like if Silver Dot wasn't in a race, I would pick Victoria Road for sure. Yeah, I think that horse is super yeah. dangerous. I like, um, and the winner is, I think that's the best American horse yep. uh, in the race. I thought that horse was pretty interesting. Uh, I don't love the price, especially as much as I like. And that's the thing, too. Like, what's it? What, do you know what the odds are on the one currently overseas? I'll, I'll help you out with that. Real quick. So, if you like it and the winner is, and we talked about that specific day at Aqueduct with the weather and the mm -hmm. yielding turf. What about I'm very busy? Pratt Brown, favorite that day, 75 cents on the dollar, loses to Major Dude, who gets the trip. I'm very busy seeing on the board at 92. Why, why isn't that better than I'm in the winner is, is the best U.S. threat? Well, listen, I have I'm very busy in third. I think he is easily, I'll say, the best uh, American horse in this race. I pick him on top, but I like the Euros more here than I do with uh, the, the the free look race uh, with, the, with the Phillies. I just didn't like those Euros very well, so I went American you know, hunting price. On, I don't know how you say that, but in this spot, I really like those two Euros, and I'm like, well, I'll throw it. I'm very busy in third because I do like him okay. But and uh, just real quick on the odds, plus one thirty on Silver Knot, uh, one of your your second heaviest favorite on the Friday card. Uh, I'm very busy. Your second choice at seven to one. Victoria Road, your third choice at seven point five to one, and the winner is your fourth choice at eight point five to one. I think you need to bet the one if if if, if he's eight to one, like you or seven to one, because you 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 really love this horse. Yeah, I. You know, I basically go through what I did is I, you know, any, any of these races I, I go through, I like preliminary, like here's the horses I like, stood out. And this is one, and there's a couple of different in instances where this is one where I didn't even look at, consider, consider the first time around. I just kind of looked through, blazed through them, you know, and then I was like, more looked at, it, I thought, oh man, you know, that, that horse is very interesting. Winner of three in a row. Um, seems like the horse is getting, you know, obviously been running in tougher races um, each time out as win, as a win at this distance. I mean, to me, it, yeah, I think I love Silver Knot, um, and obviously, but I, you know, we talked earlier about 
you you were wondering why I didn't think this like this was a possible horse upset for me. Well, I think the one is the horse that I'm most concerned about that could be that could upset this yeah. horse. So, well, it's the unknown. But I definitely like both of them. Definitely, it's the unknown, right? Can yeah. I get, can I throw a bomb out there? Yep, please, please. Mo Stash, the 12 horse here for Victoria yeah. Albert. Uh, I got Bayerano up. The last race, I like this horse. It was 12 to 1 on the morning line. That was a five and a half furlong turf sprint here at Keeneland. Yeah. Motoring home. Absolutely motoring home. Got a terrible trip. Had to swerve in the lane. I don't think Mostache can win. I think Mostache outruns a 20 to 1 odds. Uh, it's, you're probably right. I, I, that horse isn't too bad. You know, I, I think the horse, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to argue with you. I, 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 Thought about putting that horse fourth, fifth, didn't end up doing it, outrun the odds. I, I can't argue that. Yeah. Magic, we got a bunch of love for a major dude in the chat. Any, <laughs> any major dude interest here? Uh, no, I couldn't. I, I, I mean, it's a good, uh, it's a really solid race. It's a really, it, like, just an awesome field, like, from the Americans as well, like, with, like, the best Americans that we could have. Like, the, the Americans were showing up. I just, I didn't use, I'm very busy. I didn't have that much interest in same for major dude. I just kind of discount the pilgrim a little bit. Um, I, a great horse for America, but when we're talking at this level, I can't touch him. Hey, Miles Sanders is up to 40-some yards. <laughs> <We're getting> our <laughs> second rushing touchdown, plus 400. One more for plus 2,200. Did he run in? He got one already. Oh, we're oh, on the 10-yard oh, line. Oh, we're going to get our I second. You had, you don't, don't I thought you had three. I thought you wanted three. Yeah, okay, I got three touchdowns, 22 to one. I have two touchdowns at four to one. And I've got over 77 and a half rushing yards. <laughs> gotcha. what, right. Before we leave, what about the two horse, uh, Packs of Wallet? This is not me asking as a California bias. This is me saying this is a course that was three for three on the turf and wasn't winning by a half length, a head, a neck. He was dominating those horses. So he's clearly deserving to be here and that he's the best horse in California. But traditionally, we see California horses go to the world stage, especially when the Breeders' Cup is outside of California. They don't tend to show up. So um, I put him on the list just because I thought he was so much better in this competition. But what did you guys think? Some people I respect kind of like the horse a little bit. So that kind of made me take a second and third look. Um, you know, I don't know what the horse's odds going to be. If you could get a bigger price, this horse doesn't get fat. Maybe you put him underneath. I don't really like him at six to one. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just feel like 12 to 1, yeah, yeah, throw them in there. But 6 to 1, it's like, guys, I don't want to take a short price on a California turf horse. Um, you know, on the dirt, sure, turf, they just they don't translate yeah. that well. Eight and a half to 1 overseas. My biggest issue has got Mike Smith aboard, and I think his best <laughs> chance is to wire this field. Yeah. And I'm worried that Mikey doesn't doesn't get him out there the way that he yeah. should. Yeah, because the other speed is on the outside. It's, it's major dude and gaslight dancer. So you're you got the thirteen and the fourteen that have speed, and the, the two that have speed. Uh, Paxa Wallop should be in the lead. I just I'm a little afraid that he may not be, and that that hinders his chances in my mind. Yeah. Hey, come sit. You come. We'll give you an address. You come sit over here with us. There you go. Just drop in. I really like. There's well, I mean, the cost is alcohol. Bring bring good alcohol. We we never have turned away alcohol. Like if you if we like, hey, that's weird. This random dude showed up, but he has well, he has beer. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't be shocked right, if Doc opens that door at any point. <laughs> right now. Well, if he showed up here, we would even if he did not have alcohol. Probably, yeah. Traditionally, yeah. a Breeders' Cup, we haven't said no to alcohol. Period. Even if we ordered from four different places at the same right. time and forgot. Okay, yeah, that was no. just to expedite no. the booze. And, and by the way, got none of the stuff we actually ordered. Like, oh, really, we initially wanted it anyways. Yeah. Uh, I digress. Um, we, do, <laughs> we do have the right booze this, this time around. Yeah, we're doing good. Um, that's good. Okay, that's the last race of the Breeders' Cup. But final thoughts uh, for this race? Any, any touch on this? Anything? This, this almost feels like it's going to be uh, uh, 
Oh, I can't think of the word, but, but Aiden O'Brien two years ago had Battleground. Do you remember Battleground? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. the favorite and drew the 14 posts. We all went, he's fucked. Victoria Rhodes got the rail. It feels like a much better chance for this horse than the 14. Yeah. Maybe like the Breeders' Cup through Keeneland to Bone this year and was like, hey, look, we know you didn't get fans in the revenue two years ago. Here you go. We got one for you two years later. Aiden O'Brien, Ryan Moore, Victoria Road. If you don't like Silver Knot because of the price, and I get that, to me, this is the horse you want to use. Uh, not going to get an argument from me because I love the horse. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, we need to just get to, I mean, to put our bets in as soon as we get there tomorrow because if I, if I wait, I'm going to try to talk you <laughs> into playing Victoria Road in this race. Yeah. Um, over Silver Knot. So. I get it. Like I said, it, it, these two horses, the one and the four, that the replays just looked a little bit better than what we've got. And I, I can't talk anybody off either one of those horses. I mean, they look pretty good. And listen, if one's eight to five and one's seven to one, it, it makes it tough. Rushing touchdown, but for game Wrong guy. Oh, <laughs> shit. Come on. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. So, um, dude, I thank you. It's very, it's not often that I do, but, uh, right. All right. I'm going to put everyone on the spot here. Cause we are, that's a, by the way, that is a wrap on Friday right. at the Breeders' Cup. Before we go though, there is a racing dudes tournament. It's totally ruined the, I'm not done done. I'm just, oh. he's ruined my, my, oh, my try, take for the Try hosting a show with an entire week. You hold the football, you can talk. Uh, that's no. a good rule. Yeah. If it, it's silence, if I not, that's a wrap. <laughs> Friday. Damn. All right. Anyways, yes, we do have a tournament tomorrow. You could have the floor now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We've got a tournament tomorrow. We are in the same room, by the way. Someone asked that earlier. So. You can check it out. Uh, go over to, if you are subscribed to the email, check that out. Uh, you can also look at me at Sonobomb18. I posted it. You can look at, at Racing Dudes on Twitter. They posted it as well. 20 bucks center, Racing Dudes Tournament Challenge. One in every five qualifies for a shot at a free. $500, F-R-E-E, free 500 bucks. If you're able to win the tournament on the 26th of all the qualifiers, we'll have one tomorrow. There'll be another one on Saturday. So you can get into both days and try and win your spot. There you go. We're not eligible for the money, though, are we? No. You can win the money tomorrow. Why do like, we play then? If hey, I'm not eligible for the money, why am I playing? No, you can win tomorrow's tournament and you get money. Oh. Yeah. But okay. you can't win the dump. He's already got on this. You can't win the $500 at the end of the year, okay? I have the ball. <laughs> Hey, um, I you know uh, okay. A couple co- answer a couple questions here. We will be live tomorrow, Ashley. About the same time. It just depends. Yeah, probably eight o'clock. We'll be recapping eight tomorrow's eight races, of course, and obviously looking at Saturday's card um, for the Breeders' Cup as well. Uh, let's see. Party foul. Any thoughts on the Breeders' Cup marathon? You guys have any thoughts on the Breeders' Cup marathon? Tis a bitch. Oh, he's not here. Well, it's not a Breeders' Cup marathon anymore. Unfortunately, it's, it's not a Breeders' Cup race anymore. Uh, it's interesting around all the roles of that race. I'm going to go Haywood's Beach in that one. That's a good one. Uh, Thank about, you. What about Bell Harbor? Like, uh, Diodoro first, well, first off the plate, and Saez is riding. I'm like, that horse is going to be juiced to the moon. Look what he did with Lone Rock before. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. <laughs> to the moon! You know, Bell Harbor is a horse that, like, every once in a while he'll jump up and he'll run a really good race. Well, that's when he was with someone else. <laughs> right. We'll see. Yeah, I, I can see that horse winning, but uh, I like Kate Woods. Um, we'll see what Rattle Roll does. I think we all should feel privileged that we're going to see uh, Rattle Roll. I think he's going to do just that. I think he's going to rattle those bones around and then roll home. I'll, I'll give you the one on top. Keep that chalk fest going. That's well done. That's where we're at. You, you picking a McPeak at 5 to 2? I am. All right. We're in the right state. All right. We're in the right state for it. Drunken state? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, Kentucky. <laughs> I got an email while we we're doing the show from a very angry listener, by the way.
What does it say? Saying uh, that I can't, I'm so embarrassed for you guys that you all are wasted doing a podcast tonight. No way. I'll read it out. I'll read it out loud. This is, this is like, I'll read it out loud. oh, wait, we're not actually wasted. We're having fun. No, like, <laughs> we're slap happy. What are you talking about? Like, some people like to have fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> didn't, we get, didn't we get that email last year, too? Is this the same guy? Last, last year, year was valid. Well, last year it was, <laughs> was wasted. Yeah. His eyes were like slit yeah. by the end of it, he, but still. He said, he said, I am a professional handicapper from Toronto. Oh, good for you. I go to you, YouTube from time to time to watch your show and others. I must say, I'm embarrassed for you guys. To go on and promote yourself as handicappers, period. To do a show wasted does not give me any confidence in your picks. Anyway, have fun at the Breeders' Cup. Maybe we will run into each other. Hope not. I blame myself for tuning into your party this evening and will never make this mistake again. Regards, Jimmy V. Well, don't fucking come see us tomorrow. It ain't going to get any better. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be sober tomorrow. Jimmy, do me a favor. No, we're going to be a lot more fun tomorrow. Don't I'm run saying. into us tomorrow, Jimmy. We're going to be more fun. You won't like us. It'll be even more fun. It's unbelievable. It's just like, but listen, when you when you get to your big days like this, you get a lot of crazy comments. Well, the other, the other thing I think is important too, and, and we talked about this last year a little bit. The work's been done. Like the the amount of time that we put into these two yeah. cards already. I'm talking like literally probably 18 to 25 hours of handicapping for these specific two days. Well, that's just it. Thursdays are it's like it's over. Like yeah. handicapping's done. It's, it's now who who scratches yep. out. How do we have to adjust things like that? Right. But for the most part, <laughs> oh. this is this is just done. <laughs> that's timely too. Well, you know, but it, it, it is really true. Every the products are not just the product, but our picks and our betting plans and all that are done. And like we could come in here and just be passed out. It wouldn't matter. The picks are in. Yeah. Sylvain, don't worry. We know you're one of the guys. And games. also, you know, we, the, the racing dudes as a team, we don't hardly ever be in the same room together. Yeah. Ever. And so when we do, we are very happy. We like to good time. Uh, we're not, you know, Ed DeRosa and, and DRF guys that are yeah, just... Yeah, you're looking for that. You're on the wrong Well, right. no, and I, I don't have any problem against Ed DeRosa. It's just like, we're not stiffs. Like, we, we don't... Have no fun ever in our lives. <laughs> we could have any problem with him, but we, we could be so like the No, he's always been really nice to me, and I'm not mouthing him, but he's a stiff, and we're not like that. So we if you want to watch people just read their picks off of a off of a page they printed out before they got on the air, then go do that. That's fine. That's not what we are. Yeah. We, should, so. should, we should have started the show now half hour earlier when our red robin was here. We could have been like the veteran. Like eating while we, yeah. Awesome. And again, and I, I think that's why we are where we're at, is because we don't get on here and just so but again no we, we have not we've had like maybe one or two drinks before we get on the air so if that's a problem for you guys well you can come yeah i, said, I got two here, so um yeah. i'm having a great time i i haven't seen you since uh magic only yeah. seen you the last year no so when yeah. we get together we saw, saw we... it earlier this year at saratoga in the derby in the derby well yeah. but well yeah, i saw you in saratoga yeah. i of course i see you but i even halterman we don't see each other in no. person all that often so um, we've we've probably worked at least over 40 hours for three days monday through or sunday through wednesday oh, and now That's we're crazy. having fun That's so weird. Yeah. i don't know what to tell you yeah, we're just gonna keep having fun not worry about it well no for 100 percent. yeah <laughs> it will be just the same for friday show for saturday show yep Magic's done. Magic, just, just, magic is the only trash one, to be honest with you. He's, 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 <laughs> I'm not even trash. My I didn't realize I kept freezing. I was like, there's no point in me having a camera on. You know? <laughs> all right, guys, make sure you go like all our content. Unless you're, what was his name? Jimmy V? No, don't worry about Oh, Jimmy V. Yeah, and I no, love Jimmy V as far as no, like, the Jimmy V Foundation. Unless Jimmy V, don't go to him. But yeah. if, all others, aside from Jimmy V, make sure you go to our YouTube channel uh, to search YouTube, or search Race Series on YouTube. And make sure you like 
this content. Make sure you like this video just in spite of Jimmy V. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Thumbs up for Jimmy V. Yeah. I hate, I hate saying it like that because Jimmy V is so, like, Jesus, people are going to hear that. Slim. <laughs> what do you say? All right. Slim said he. <laughs> Slim said he smoked three bowls before uh, the base show yesterday. So, well, at least he didn't do it before the guys. So. Yeah. You got the guy. Oh, you should be safe. Space balls. What no. Remember space balls last year? Yeah. Space balls. <laughs> space, space blues. We call them space balls. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I do true. remember that. Um, again, go like us on YouTube. Uh, make sure you go to race at race underscore dudes on, on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram. We'll be tweeting, posting all kinds of shit. Uh, these next couple days at the Breeders' Cup. If you're going to be at the Breeders' Cup, Jimmy V's not going to be at the Breeders' Cup, but if you guys are going to be at the Breeders' Cup, make sure you come find us. And guess what? If you like to have fun, we do too. So you can come yeah, well, have a drink with us. We'll talk about horses and talk about what dumb shit one of us has done um, in the last tw 24 hours or whatever. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, we'll be back here same time-ish tomorrow to recap all the action on Friday, just make sure you subscribe on YouTube so you get alerted when it says, hey, these guys are about to go. Oh, here you go. About to go live. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Until next time, I'm Jared Walsh. Spaceballs. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Major League, right? You're right. Yeah, yes, okay, yes. Yeah. What's your name? Oh. I'm so wasted, I forgot. All right. He's your ultimate. He's my Samage. He's magic. Good and boy. I'm like, good morning. <laughs> and not, and not. <laughs> presentation of racingdudes.com your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting whether you want free winners expert insider picks up to the minute trackside weather reports or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels never make another wager without visiting the racing dudes 